Ladies and gentlemen, players of all ages, this is the Old Prairie's Perspective Podcast. I am your host, Tau, other known as Big U, Big TC, the old player, and I have been away too long. Uh, I needed to jump on here and put a show together. So I'll be piecing one together like you guys know me to do. I got a lot I want to talk about. I got some subjects I want to cover. In just a bit, I'm going to be hopping on another platform that I like to use that I've shared with you guys and do a talk and kind of sort through my thoughts on this subject. So I may clue you guys in. I may bring some of that talk into the podcast and actually integrate it so that you can hear some pieces of that, especially if I get some participation from the audience. Um, uh, A lot's going on. We're bringing the year to a close. We're going to kick off a new season, top of the year. Going to make some subtle changes. There's going to be some big changes underway, one of which I've been putting off and putting off and putting off, and I can't wait much longer. I'm going to start doing video content video content. Um, I think for someone like myself, I have a very small following. I am not a celebrity by any means. And for someone to be interested in the speak of a stranger, I believe that the visuals are more engaging. Uh, People are more curious to see what you have going on than they are to listen to what a stranger has to say. Um, it's kind of like uh, if I called you on the telephone and you don't know me from a hole in the wall or a can of paint, you're not going to be that engaging with me on the telephone. You don't know me. What? I'm just some voice that just came into your phone. However, if I walked up to you in person, I might be able to grab and garner your attention and start a dialogue that's an exchange because you can visually see me. You can see my facial expressions. You can see uh, my choice of outfit, whatever little things that the optics that grabs a person's attention. And so I believe as, as I want the platform to grow and as I want the audience to grow, video is definitely the way Uh, most people who do podcasts, Some aren't even aware that podcast is an audio format. Uh, Some people just do their videos and call it their podcast. Others are aware of it. So they do their videos and then rip the audio from the video to put their audio out as a podcast. A podcast is essentially a a radio program that any of us has the option to to uh, host. So. Uh, I will continue with the audio format and use the podcast, but I want to start doing these videos. I want to grow my audience. I want to connect to the people. I want the people to see me, see the look on my face when I react to certain things, uh, see the look in my eyes when, when I'm speaking about something I'm passionate about. And so that's the direction we're going in with the show. I expect that I'll be able to sit down with T at some point, Tylem, as you guys who really listen know is my co-host and also a family member and so uh we're both in the same town right now so there should be an opportunity for us to sit down together and chop it up about some current events uh get some things off our chest just that's on our mind so look forward to that that will be this episode 
I tend to record in small segments and then piece them together. For one, it makes it easier for me to place ads as I'm not that savvy with the production side of things. Um, Even when I was into performing, I've never been that savvy with the production side of things. I'm I'm more of a a straight up creative um, and I kind of rely on the expertise of others when it comes to producing. And so for this platform, I've simplified it for myself. When I started off, I was trying to use software and uh, sound editing and all of that. And I found that I wasn't good at it and I'm still working at it. I'm working at getting better with that. But in the meanwhile, I'm like, there's no excuse to not do your content. Nowadays, technology is so available. I have done the majority of my episodes on a telephone and they're not the best quality in the world. But for all intents and purposes, it's it's able to be heard with some level of clarity. And so long as I limit my background noise and speak clearly, then doing it on a telephone seems to work just fine. And you can, much like with video, the same is true with audio. You can take the content that you that you put together and put it in the hands of someone who has the expertise to produce it in a more skilled fashion. And those are some of the things we'll be doing in the future. There's a lot that I should have done months ago, even a year ago. Um, The show itself is a little over a year old at this point. We we did acknowledge our anniversary, which was right at National Podcast Day, interestingly. Um, But the first episode didn't actually come out until sometime after that because it took me so long to figure out how to go about trying to get it out. And I'm still working through that process, but I'm doing well. And if I'm hurting, you're not going to get to hear me say it. Uh, I think we all go through things and some of us choose to display what we're going through and others of us choose to just press forward and not burden people with that energy. And that's kind of what I choose. I, I don't, you know, I go through it a lot. I'm going through it now, to be honest, but you wouldn't know by looking at me because guess what? I'm so happy to be here. I mean, to tell you, I'm so happy to be here. You understand this? It's been probably about maybe about eight years um, since the demise of my best friend. And I'm not saying that to be down or anything. I say that because as 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 this brother of mine always blessed me in life and always gave me a fresh perspective and kind of didn't allow me to ever feel sorry for myself because he he had a way of reminding me that I come from greatness that I'm somebody and this is sort of the role we played in each other's life and uh but even in, after his death I get reminded how precious life is because I look at us as the same. Yeah, there's different things about him than my than me. There's things I do that he didn't do. There's things he did that I didn't do. But for the most part, we move kind of the same way, same guy. And he's not here anymore. And he was not, he didn't die violently. He didn't die tragically. It was tragic because he was young, uh, a young man. But... He died as a result of health. And so to survive, and my guy survived a lot. 
survive the game, survive choosing the life, choosing to get out of the life. Uh, a lot of time was served. A lot of, gave a lot of his time to county, state, federal, and came out still motivated to build and and do things. And, and he, he made such a positive impact in the short time from the time he was released to the time he passed away, touched a lot of people and served as an example that nobody has an excuse to give up on being productive. Nobody has an excuse to give up on handling business. And that's the motivation I take away from my bro. But most of all, it just serves as a reminder that all of this can end in a moment's notice. And so I'm happy to be alive. And that's why I don't complain much. When I'm going through it, I just go through it. I, I'm tough, right? Uh, you know, in my Cameron voice. You tough, right? You know what I mean? So I, I believe in God. And as such, I believe that whatever I go through, it was either a part of his plan for my life or there's some decision that I made that led me to be where I am. There's no third. There's no third way about it. There's nobody for me to blame. I do not have victim mentality. It doesn't matter what you think you do to me. You're not doing anything because if you were able to do it, I allowed you to do it. And if I didn't have a choice in the matter, it was God's plan for my life. And that's what I'm running with. But anyway, this is the old player's perspective. I'm going to be changing some things up. I got to come up with some kind of different artwork. I'm not going to do anything fancy. I think I'm going to place a photograph. Um, People need to see me like, you know, I'm not the prettiest person in the world, but I'm nobody who should be ashamed of my face. And I kind of wanted that bit of anonymity as I was presenting something on a, on a format, uh, on a platform, wherein I was kind of concerned about the celebrity effect. And what I mean by the celebrity effect is I didn't want to create a situation because you never know what grows legs. Nowadays, you're just doing a little show in the studio or in in your garage, in your bedroom, in your basement, whatever thing, and you don't know how people will respond to it. So I was hesitant to show myself because I didn't want to create a situation where now people know who I am, but they're strangers to me. And you hear people talk about that. You hear actors and singers and rappers, especially for rappers, because they present a certain image And so you kind of can make yourself a target. And I don't have that big of a following, but I intend for this thing to grow. I want to reach people. There's so much more that I want to share that I'm not really going to share until I have a larger audience. Why is that? Because I could share it now, but most of my audience right now knows me personally. So there's things about me they don't know, but overall they know who I am so that I don't have to go back and tell any stories over again. I'm holding certain things. I'm holding certain aspects of my story until I have a larger audience. And that's no pressure to for people to promote me or anything. I'm not telling you to go out and find me an audience. That's my job. That's not your job. It's not your job, man. That's my job. And so that's what I intend to do. But I'm trying to increase my presence in the social media space, something I'm very uncomfortable with. I always said guys like me didn't do that, even though I watched guys who are supposed to be like me, do it and enjoy it and overdo it in some cases, even to their own detriment. But it was always my thing. I, for a long time, I felt it was corny. 
but now I look at it for the tool that it is, for the ability to connect to your fellow man, for the ability to market and promote products and services. It, it, it actually is a tool. And so like any tool, it has to be used properly. That, that's all that comes down to it. There's nothing wrong or foul about the tool. Um, certainly, I could do carpentry with a hammer. That's the purpose of a hammer to build. Now, subsequently, I can also use that same hammer and blow out people's kneecaps, bust people's heads open. Not my intention. I'm just illustrating the point that because a tool is capable of other things, not so positive things, let's not take away or distract from what the tool's purpose is and how helpful it can be. So, Social media is like my new hammer, and I want to use it to build. I don't want to use it to do damage. And so that's my plan. Anyway, this is my uh, second to last episode of this season. I probably will uh, work on the finale. By the time this one comes out, I'll be recording the finale likely. That should probably be around Christmas Eve. Right now we're sitting. uh, Today is maybe the 21st. If I get it all done today then it will reflect December 21st um, and I'll publish it today. But oftentimes I record in segments. And so sometimes it takes a couple of days and some episodes are pieced together with 15, 16 days of little pieces of content. As I just move around and try to share what's going on with me at the time, my life is sometimes uneventful. Um, and in a moment's notice, it goes haywire and becomes the most exciting thing you ever get to witness in your life. So get a front row seat. This is the Old Players Perspective Podcast, and I appreciate you all for listening. Yeah, so I'm continuing with this episode. I, I told you guys before what my kind of itinerary was for the platform. I've been enjoying time with family and things of that nature. It's Christmas morning. Uh, it was probably two, three days ago when I started this segment. But I'm going to have T come sit down with me. We're going to chop it up, talk about some things. I may have young Ooh come sit down and chop it up with me. Um, Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, this is uh, the second to the last episode for this season. Um, it's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Um, in sports, uh, my team's back at home. They'll be playing today. They didn't really do so well on the road trip, and I understand it. You know, I, I, I think that they are looking at this season as a season to develop the upcoming talent and not so much focused on making a, a good run in the postseason. But it's still early. It's a long season in basketball, only a second to baseball. Baseball is the only major sports season that's really longer in terms of the popular sports here in the U.S. So that is what it is. And, um, man, what y'all got going on? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling at the crib. We've had guests over. Uh, we still have some guests uh, hanging out with us. I'm uh, smoking a turkey breast, and I got obsessed with this, smoking this turkey breast, um, trying to replicate something that I tasted from a popular place and. I'm on they butt. I'm on them. I'm on them. I can't say mine's is better than theirs, but I'm on them. Like, this, it's not just a, a smoked turkey breast. It's a specific type of smoked turkey breast that 
with the glaze, it, it kind of come across tasting like ham. For people who used to eat pork and no longer eat pork, man, this will fill your void. This turkey breast, you're you going to think you're eating some ham or some Canadian bacon or something. Like, uh, it, it's, it's, it's really good. And so I'm trying to master it so that I can really impress people with it. But it's good as hell right now. I just know what the goal is I'm shooting for. So I really ain't hit the mark yet, in my opinion. But, man, that shit is live. I mean, that stuff is live. Forgive my language. Um, other than that, man, listen, um, go find me. Go get the Bego. I just joined Bego. Uh, I've been thinking about it for a while, so I go live on there some. Also, go get Wisdom. You can catch me going live there. It, sometimes you'll get some pieces of my Wisdom talks uh, fused into the podcast, but oftentimes... I can just go on there when I see fit and just get it right out live live and direct. And now I'm going to start doing something similar to that on, on Bego because we're moving in the new year. We're moving into video. I know I've been announcing this over and over, but we are moving into video in the new year. And um, so I've been kind of jumping on, on the Bego to kind of uh, get comfortable with sitting on cam and get people a little familiar with my face. I don't have a big social media or internet presence. I've never been that guy, uh, you know, pardon the cliche, but I'm outside for real. So, you know, I interact with the people live and direct in whatever given area where I am. And, um, you know, it's Christmas morning, like I said. So I'm going to get this episode done so that I can start the finale tomorrow and work on the finale from tomorrow to New Year's Eve. I'm going to kind of stretch the recording of the finale kind of throughout Kwanzaa. So uh, those of you, uh, if you're familiar with what Kwanzaa is, is, if you're not familiar, I should say, it's an African-American holiday which celebrates the harvest. It's, it's based on a traditional African celebration of the harvest of the first fruits of the season. And so um, we use it as a time to enjoy family, to reflect on our accomplishments in the year, it spans, if you don't know, from the 26th, which is the day after Christmas, until the first of the year. It's a seven-day celebration. Uh, the, you can Google the Nguza Saba, Nguza Saba, um, and that will share with you the principles, and the principles are related uh, through the days. And so... The principles one through seven are celebrated on day one through seven. The first of which will be tomorrow, which is Umoja. And so if, if you're not familiar with Kwanzaa, especially if you're African-American, go and do some research. It might not be your choice to celebrate or acknowledge the holiday. But if it's a part of our heritage, it was established by uh, an actively uh, working um black social leader, if you would, um, Dr. Karanga. Uh, I've had the opportunity as a youngster to meet him in person, really positive brother. And he came and did a keynote for us, uh, something that my family did. I kind of grew up in a family that, that is heavy into the movement of progress for our people. And so in my young days, I've had the pleasure of meeting and listening to lectures from some of the top minds in the black community um i can't even begin to list the different seminars that i've had the pleasure of because i didn't have a choice i had to uh produce the recordings of it for sale 
Um, it's kind of like was my job in a sense. And, and a lot of them I've even witnessed in person uh, from Dr. Ben, if you know who Dr. Ben is. Um, Dr. Kanjufu, Dr. Jeffries, uh, Dr. Tashaka, Dr. Nobles. Um, Dr. Nobles is a family member. Dr. Goddard, his close colleague, is like an uncle to me. Um, and and there, there's some people I'm leaving out. There's so many of these scholars that I had the pleasure of meeting and talking to, including Dr. Karanga. But I was a young adult when I met him. I was grown already. I had kids and things of that nature, where some of the rest of them, I met them when I was a teenager or a young kid. But uh, I've had those influences. And so you'll find if you know me, there's kind of a, a lot of layers to the onion it can be confusing at times because, you know, I'm a hood kid and, you know, I'm with what the streets is with. And so sometimes that, that comes out. Sometimes that comes out. But that's not the way I was raised. That I, That's the kind of neighborhood I came from and the kind of influences in the city I come from. But I was raised in a very functional family setting, uh, both moms and pops, they're still together now. Shout out to moms and pops. Merry Christmas. And um, and surrounded by a lot of love and a lot of knowledge, I just happen to come from a, a notorious neighborhood. And I'm from, I'm from Oakland. I'm from the West. And uh, I was born a project kid. I probably moved out of the project around age five. But I moved right across the street. So I grew up still spending my time in the same project where I was born. And thus, I'm a project kid, and sometimes it shows in my behavior. It's all a part of me. There's no put on. I'm not faking when you catch me in a more intellectual mode or in a spiritual mode or when you catch me on some knucklehead nonsense, acting like a youngster again. That's all really me. So if you know me personally, then you know my story, and you know that's all me. But otherwise, it's confusing to people. Like, I kind of send mixed messages about what I'm about. So whatever it is about me that you connect to that resonates with you, then focus on that part of me. But I can't help but be my whole self. So that's me. Um, I'm going to turn this music down in the background because I don't really, uh, I don't want it to come across on the recording so, so that my content doesn't get flagged or held up some kind of way. I don't really want that music playing, but... I'm enjoying it right now. Shout out to Lil Boosie. Uh, he probably doesn't listen to this, but he might. Um, I've been on that Boosie Blues Cafe the last week. That's kind of what I've been rocking to. So go check that out. Um, Lil Boosie's Blues album. Is, uh, it's entertaining, especially if you're a Boosie fan. Go check that out. Um, what else? Uh, go check out Jigga Juice music uh, on all the platforms. Jigga Juice, 1000, 1000 Jigga Juice. Uh, definitely go check out Neff doing his thing. Uh, catch him on YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you get music and content from. Go check out and give some support to Juice. Uh, he, he's really starting to get some traction. Um, and we want to see him elevate the thing all the way to the top because, you know, when, when one of us scores, we all score, you dig? That's my timer right there, people. I'm in the midst of doing some cooking right now. So I'm going to close this segment and come back. And when I come back, maybe I'll have tea chopping it up with me. If not, then it'll be a little bit more of me. Happy holidays. So a couple of the things that 
I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, I went on another platform a few days ago and hosted a live chat uh, where I talked about, well, the talk was entitled, There's a Thin Line Between Loyalty and Exploitation. I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, I consider myself, and I think most who are close to me would agree that I'm, I'm a very loyal person. And um, uh, any, anyone who makes a practice of loyalty, um, it, it's, a, it's something that's in us that makes us that way. It's not always about what we think or feel about the people we're loyal to. Something somewhere along the way caused us to decide that we would support and ride for this individual or this group or whatever. And uh, and it's a it's a thin line there. I say that because we can be loyal to a fault, and um, I consider loyalty to be sort of unconditional support. And sometimes when we make that choice, we can't turn it off. So if if I have identified you as someone that I hold in this high regard and as such I'm an undying supporter of you when you do some things that I might not rock with even some things to hurt me I can't just turn my loyalty off I might be able to distance myself from you fall back from you a little bit but if you need me I'm going to still feel the need to do whatever's in my power um if something happens to you, I'm still going to feel the pain of that. And, and so what do you do in that situation? And especially we, we find ourselves at a disadvantage when it's not reciprocated. Surely if we mutually have loyalty to one another, then no, nobody is being exploited in that situation. But when the loyalty is not reciprocated, um, then that's where we run into a conflict. And I shared on the talk uh, kind of a quote that um, I picked up from my mom, from my mother, from moms. Shout out to moms, Miss Cavill, Mrs. Cavill. Um, she picked it up somewhere else. I can't remember when she shared it with me, where it came from, but it stuck with me from years ago. And that is in any two-party relationship, the power lies with the person who cares the least. So in any two-party relationship, whether it's a professional relationship, business partnership, a romantic partnership, um, a marriage, uh, whatever the relationship is between two people, parent to child even, um, whichever one of us cares less, has the power in the situation. Now, a person might say, well, how is that so? Well, imagine if we're supposed to be friends and I care deeply about you and consider you a priority, but you don't feel that way about me. At a certain point, you're going to recognize 
that I care more about you than you care about me. And once you recognize that, you have the option to take advantage of that as you see fit. You have the option to call on me knowing that I'm going to respond to the call, even though you know in your heart you might not respond to the call from me. And that's a cold feeling. And, you know, I'm a kind of person where if I identify you riding for me, I got to ride for you. I have to ride for you. And, you know, I was sort of raised that way in a sense. Um, My pops is a very loyal individual, and he probably suffers from the same thing as me in that he's to the wheels fall off. And so at a certain point, if I recognize, hey, this is more to your advantage than it is to mine, I'm not. If I I told you I was with you, if I decided I was with you, I'm with you. And I'm going to have to crash and burn if I have to crash and burn. And that's a sad reality for the extremely loyal among us is that we oftentimes grant privilege to people. Excuse me, I'm moving around grant privilege to people that we wouldn't necessarily get in return. And in some cases, there's never even a situation where it's it's called to action. Me, I got to ride for you if you ride for me. Like, even inside of my family, and I I come from a kind of close-knit family, we're all there for each other uh, conceptually from, from, from a theoretic standpoint. We all were raised and taught to stick together. But in terms of our actual active support of one another, there's uh, there's cliques, even inside of families. There's cliques and there's people who who come together a little better and vibe a little better with one another. Um, and for me, uh, some of my main family members that's there for me are... Uh, the, the, the group of us combined, not as one whole group, but just in general, are kind of like, I won't say the black sheeps of the family, but because we don't really have black sheeps of our family. But we're kind of like the ones that like, you know, who's, who's most likely to have our judgment come into question. Um, for example, uh, I have a cousin. Um, for, for all into, from from my aspect of of my experience with him, great guy. Now, there's things I know about him that have nothing to do with me that might suggest, hey, uh, you know, you might want to stay away from this guy or you might want to keep an eye on this guy or whatever. But I don't feel that way because why? Everything I know about you that, that I'm not okay with, that I don't think is cool, was none of my business. And the only reason I was even aware of it because somebody else chose to share their business. But it, but I can only judge you on your treatment of me. And you always been there for me. So when I hear these things, it's not that I even think people are lying. I know they're likely telling the truth when they say these things about my cousin. But that's not my experience with my cousin. It's cuz. Cuz cuz been holding me down lifelong. So it's not to say I don't care what other people might have experienced, but I can't place judgment. You know, we all do things and we're all motivated in our own way, depending on what motivates us. So I can't, because you might have 
done wrong a friend or someone you were in a relationship with or another family member. Yeah, I might not agree with it. And I might share with you if it's something that we discuss in the open and, and I might share with you that that wasn't cool. But guess what? I'm, I still ride with you because you ride with me. And, and you know, in my case, uh, a lot of the people, I, I think of one of my aunts that comes to mind, uh, another one of my cousins, even my, my nephew, like my, my nephew, we ride or die for one another. Um, we're all sort of the people that other people might look at like, what 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 the hell, what do they got going, what are they doing? like? But we know what it is, you know, and... Um, you can say this person's crazy, this person's sneaky, this person is irresponsible, whatever labels you might put on all of these people. But if we're going to keep score, these are the people who have been in my corner no matter what, not just when I was doing what they agree with, not just when I was doing what they expected of me, but just in me and my journey. So how can I judge? Like my aunt, my aunt, she, she suffered with issues with her memory. And so sometimes she come across sounding crazy. She's not really crazy. Like I jokingly call her crazy when we talk, but she's not crazy, but she has bad memory. So it kind of comes across crazy. If you keep telling me the same things or asking me the same questions that I know you should know the answer to. And I've also told you the answer, but I have a close enough bond with her that I know what it is. She doesn't remember things. She ain't crazy at all. She got good sense. She just don't remember things. And you can't fault a person for that. But still in all, you might forget things, but you don't forget that you don't forget to be there for me. So how can I be mad at you for forgetting things? Your, your forgetfulness has never caused you to not be there for me when I needed you. So why would I hold it against you that you forget things? I, I, I forget things. Sometimes I smoke too much grass and I forget stuff. Uh, I remember everything from a long time ago, but my short-term memory is shot. So that's my feeling about that. But my point is that, um, yes, if... If I care more about you than you care about me, then I am at a disadvantage. And in our relationship, you do hold the power because you have the benefit of not caring if the relationship gets damaged. Whereas it might mean a great deal to me to not allow the relationship to be damaged. And so this is what we get faced with when we have undying loyalty. And sometimes we have to use our discernment. Sometimes we got to say, look, man, listen. I've been riding, I've been riding, I've been trying to stay down and stick to my commitment or what I chose, but this ain't it. But even in that situation, if it's me, I'm not going to put you down. I'm going to fall back. I'm going to fall back so I don't have to put you down. I'm going to put a little space in between us so I don't have to damage our relationship instead of dismantling our relationship because we don't see eye to eye. And of course, I, I might be the one that's wrong sometimes, too. And just the same, it still don't change nothing. If I know I'm wrong, I'm still going to rock with you unless you tell me you ain't messing with me. And if you tell me you ain't messing with me, I'm going to fall back. I'm going to still love you from afar. You know what I'm saying? 
uh, or, or to quote Martin from the Martin show, I love you from behind. That's kind of a, I don't know if y'all remember Martin playing the, the country western singer and singing the song, From Behind, From Behind. If you walk away from something like that, if you turn and walk away, I'll just love you from behind. I can't remember the words. I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to find it on YouTube or something so that I can, before this segment, not before this segment, but before I produce the, all the segments together and make it into an episode, I'm going to quote that, the words of that song correctly. But it's basically, if you walk away from love, I'll just love you from behind. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, it's a word play on that, obviously. But what what it boils down to is if for some reason we have to make space between us, it doesn't change how I feel about you and it doesn't change my commitment to you or to us if there is an us. And that doesn't matter if you're talking about a romantic relationship, if you're talking about somebody in the hood that I mobbed with, that I came up with, uh, somebody from the sandbox, uh, definitely friends, family members, co-workers even. Like even when I work in the parks, like when I'm in my hometown area, I still work the same city job that I had before I moved out of town. And if you're working on a site with me, it's almost like a gang. I'm not a gang member. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But it's almost like a gang affiliation for me. Like you work with me, you work on my site, we work on the site together, um, the staff, the young people, everything is like a gang affiliation. What I mean by that is if you got a problem with anybody at this park, whether it's the kids that we have in the recreation program, the youngsters, the neighborhood youngsters that just hang around and come to play ball, the community surrounding the neighbors that live around the site, the, the, the young people that are on the staff with us, all of us, you got a problem with anybody at my park, come see me. Like that's that's literally how I take it. Sometimes I have to get, I don't really get in trouble, but sometimes I have to get talked to. Like, yeah, tone it down. That's not called for. And I know you know, you know, they point out, I know you got control of yourself, but it's a fine line that you walk there when you engage in these kind of things. But my thing is, whatever, like, you're not about to come do anything or say anything to anybody at my site. That's out. You're not going to, you're not going to chastise my supervisor. You're not going to chastise the young people that work under me. And unless it's your kid, you're not going to say anything to any kid that's here if you're not a family member of that kid. I'm not even going to allow you to have dialogue, even if you're telling them something they need to hear. You can come back at 4 o'clock when their parent come and ask their parent if it's okay for you to impart this wisdom on them. But you're not about to tell them, teach them, do nothing in my presence. It's just not happening. And that's just how I am. I ride for my people. Like I, I, I ride for my people. Now I'm not the guy that'll just never, never deny you that you can call on for everything. But I really don't like to deny people. I don't like to tell people no. And if you know me, you probably don't really even recognize that because I go out of my way to mask it. Like I'm intentionally difficult so that it deters people from overusing me. Now, I don't mind being used. And I say this, I've said this on numerous podcasts and live chats and even in conversation. I don't mind being used. I always point out to people, some people get tired of hearing me say it. You should want to be used because if you're not being used, that means you're useless. But you want to make a point to not be misused, overused or abused. 
If you're going to use me, use me. I, I want to be useful. But use me the right way. And, and don't abuse me. Because if you abuse me, I'm going to break down. And when I break down, who knows what the result, the subsequent uh, damage of me breaking down might be in my life or my family or in our personal relationship with one another. So don't allow people to abuse you, but allow yourself to be used. We are blessed so that we can be a blessing. And whether you subscribe to that faith-based philosophy or not, there's a reality of the universe that energy is to be exchanged and what's poured into us, we are somewhat duty bound. I don't want to say you have to, but we're somewhat duty bound to pour into others somewhere in our community or in this community, uh, this global community uh, of the world. So that was one of the things I did a chat about. I had some cool people come on there and share some input. My good friend that's on the app that I use, uh, Miss Nancy, uh, the energy lady, she came on. She always comes on. You guys have heard energy lady. If you've listened to my other episodes, she'll chime in. If I go live on the other platform and simultaneously record my show, you you probably have caught her on there because she just supports my talks. And we just enjoy just chopping it up with one another. Like this person has really become my friend. This is a total stranger that I met on a social audio app. We've never met in person, although we intend to. We're trying to work out how to best make that work. But very cool lady, mother, a person is, uh, has a story, a lot to share. Um, a person that is still very much living their journey and has uh, and has allowed to share that journey and that vulnerability basically with strangers through an app that we use. Cool person. No, I'm not going to talk too much. Shout out to you if you happen to hear this energy lady, but um, very cool person. So she came on there and chopped it up with me and gave some good input um, as well as some other individuals uh, hopped on there. That was pretty cool. But like I said, it's Christmas Day. I meant to have had this episode done already and be starting another episode today before doing the finale. But uh, it's cool. I'm still going to do another episode. I'll probably start it tonight. And then jump on tomorrow uh, before this episode is over. Whenever T is standing still, I'm going to bring him in and chop it up with him a little bit. And uh, and I might even have some other people sit down and chat with me a little bit. Like I said, I have some guests right now. So I may just open up a dialogue with my visitors and introduce them to the people. Um, they're, they're supporters of, of this program and, um, you know. A big part of why I am actually, and I have a very small audience, so um, so don't make too much of what I'm saying, but I do have a global audience. I, my, my, I do, if you look at my analytics, you will see that I have listenership in other countries, even though my listenership as a whole is not that many people. I have listenership in numerous other countries and that's something I'm very proud of um, that I'm able to reach a global audience you know if if I as I begin to improve the content share more of myself bring more interviews that I've been trying to line up and then I catch an interview in the, in the quality so bad that it doesn't properly represent the guests and so I tend to scrap it and try to wait till next time 
But we are um, still under construction. We've been dragging our feet about it as we live lives. We don't get paid to do this show. And so um, the penny that I get from you guys listening to the commercial, it takes quite a while before that even adds up to the $10 increments where you can pull out that penny of commercial. And I'm not complaining about it. It's just the platform that I use and the sponsorship that I have is minimal. So that's just how that equates. But as we move to other platforms and we're go- we are going to find ways to get something out of this so that we're not just putting in and getting nothing out. That's just not logical. The energy as we want to improve the quality is going to require more time and effort from us and also to uh, consult with other experts to improve the, the format of it all. And so with that, we got to get something out of it so that we're not uh, putting ourselves at a deficit. Um, what else we got going on? When I bring T in uh, to sit down, one of the things I want to talk to him about is New Year's resolutions. I'm curious, and I know you guys, I'm not live right now, so you guys can't interact with me. But I'm curious of who believes in New Year's resolutions. I'm kind of always been on the fence about it. I don't make New Year's resolutions per se. However, I do take time at the end of the year to reflect on the year that's passed, reflect on what goals I have for the year and how many of those goals were met. And I do sort of project from a more uh, planning standpoint what things I want to accomplish, but it's not really about this year. This is what I'm on. So if I have a New Year's resolution at all, my New Year's resolution for 2023 is 2024. How about that? My New Year's resolution for 2023 is 2024. And what do I mean by that? I mean several things. One thing is that my main resolution, if God is willing, is to survive the entire course of the year. And that's why I say my New Year's resolution for 2023 is 2024. Also, 2024, at end of summer of 2024, will be, if, if the Lord says the same, will be my 50th birthday. That's a big deal for me. Uh, I remember looking at 50-year-olds like they were 79 when I was a youngster coming up. And now I'm fast approaching that milestone. And I don't feel any different than the teenager that I was. Yes, I don't recover as fast. Uh, I have to take naps every now and then. Now, if you know me, you know I'm a person that doesn't sleep much. I'm kind of a 24-hour creature. And in a lot of cases, when I'm in my home area, I spend at least 20 hours a day outdoors. My, my my work is outdoors. My social life is outdoors. My side hustles are outdoors. I, I really spend most of my time outside when I'm in the Bay Area. But when I'm in the South, um, I spend more time indoors. And, uh, and I really only come out when necessary. I don't have as many different things going on in my life when I'm here. When I'm here, it's kind of just family. Uh, I get to be more frequent with jumping on these different apps and and trying to push the podcast forward. So these other platforms I go on, it's really just to try and spark some interest in what I have to say so that it maybe can transfer over to people saying, I like what this guy was talking about. I'm going to go check out his podcast. I'm going to go check out his, uh, his live talks on the other platform. Or I'm going to follow him on the gram. 
or whatever. And, you know, I, I, I'm still new. And I say that over and over again, like wrapping my head around consistently using social media is tricky for me. I do try to play, get on Instagram at least twice a day and play around, post something or comment on something or repost something, just something to show the small following I have on there that I'm actually on here. I haven't just put up some pictures and walked away from it. And if you like the pictures, you do. If you don't, you don't. That's that. I want to give you some piece of what's currently going on with me or what's on my mind. Um, I, I often share my audiograms from the Wisdom app because they have these questions that they pose and they'll send you a question. You send in an answer to the question and then it generates an audiogram of your answer to the question. And I tend to share those on my Instagram, not all of them, but some of them I share the ones that I think people might relate to or find interesting or, or that I just uh, feel like, you know what more people need to hear what I had to say about this. I'll share those. I'm kind of rambling right now, ladies and gentlemen. Again, this is the Old Players Perspective Podcast. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. Follow the show. Um, we're available on most of the podcasting platforms, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple, just to name a few. And also on the Anchor app, if you are familiar with the Anchor app, if you want to do a podcast of your own, I suggest that you get on the Anchor app. Once you get on there and learn the ropes of how it works, you'll figure out that you can do it without the app. I am a little lazy about it, and I'm comfortable with the app doing some of the work for you. And so I continue to use the app. And until the, the platform grows to a point where we have a bigger audience and maybe now deals are coming to the table, at that point, maybe I'll move from the app. But I, I do commercial for the app. It is a great app. I've had a great experience using the app. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, Free Creative Studios and go check out freecreative.studios. Um, you can check out some of the clothing that they have in the free collection, TFC. Um, they have uh, visual art available on the website, and they also um, have information as far as how you can do studio sessions. I don't want to miss misrepresent uh, what's there because I'm not sure what's currently up on the website, but definitely that's a big supporter and that's our family. Please go check out and support. Go buy something from them. Buy they have trucker hats, uh, hoodies. Um, I don't know if they still have kimonos. They had a nice kimono, different imported fabrics that they're producing certain things out of tote bags uh, and, a, and, a, and a wide array of clothing items that they carry through the free collection but just support free creative studios um free creative dot studios uh free will is is the proprietor of that and uh, i'm a big supporter of free will as he is near and dear to me and has always been supportive of my movement definitely check that out and shout out to everybody over there so um yeah, next in a minute, we're going to have T come in and chop it up with us. Uh, I'm, I'm just kicking back and joicing this Boosie Blues Cafe, and uh, it's a holiday. So y'all do y'all thing, I'm going to do my thing, and we at this.
guess T ain't gonna be sitting down with me for this one. Um, we're gonna uh, get it done. I'm just gonna go ahead and kind of bring this one to a wrap up, and he and I will convene and uh, knock out a finale for you guys, and, and that's when we will get a chance to get caught up with T what he's been doing uh, since he last jumped on the pod. Uh, we still might be able to get a few minutes in with Young Goo um, if that works out. Um, just at the end of the day, man, we kept uh, talking about sitting down, but we're both moving and shaking. It's a holiday. We were celebrating. And um, so at a certain point, we just didn't get together and the hoop games came on, you know, we're sports fans. Uh, did y'all see that Warriors and, and Grizzlies game? I I kind of knew we were going to win. We had a bad road trip. I think we might only picked up one win on the road trip on the on the East Coast road trip, um, and it was our first game back home, and it, it was a significant win for a couple of reasons, in my opinion. Uh, first off, the Grizzlies are looked at right now as one of the forces in the West. Um, one of the forces that, that uh, people expect great things from. And so that made it a big game. You know, uh, a, a team that people look at that could be uh, next up, if you would, and then we're defending champs, even though we're not having the greatest season. Basketball is a long season. Um, basketball is definitely uh, professional basketball, NBA basketball. It's definitely a marathon. It's not about a win. It's about the wins. And so um, mathematically, it's still possible for us to do uh, enough to uh, get into the postseason and when you get into the postseason and postseason experience comes into play. And I'm not uh, holding my breath for that. Uh, I really have nothing vested in it uh, other than being a fan. And I am a fan. I'm I'm a huge fan. But um, different than football, I don't take it so personal unless uh, I feel as though we're being railroaded, you know. But, um, but it was also a big win because a lot of the critics, if you would, a lot of the uh, non-Dub Nation people sort of try to hang an asterisk on our title with the subjective of, the sub- of well, what if uh, subjunctive, I think is the word I'm looking for of what if this guy was good if he hadn't been dealing with injury you guys wouldn't have even got where you got to and all of that and you know it's a thought there's no way to know because that's not the way it went but uh oftentimes we get caught up in that thought of assuming things would go a certain way Interestingly, um, last year during the playoffs, I, I, I told all my friends that we would win the finals and in how many games. And I accurately called that while the Eastern Conference was still 
look, battling to decide who would win the East. And guys argue with me about it. Oh, what y'all going to do with this person? What y'all going to do with that person? And I'm like, buddy, they have to get there first. The question is, what are they going to do with us? We're there already. We are sitting waiting to see who we're playing. These guys are battling for a chance to play us. And, uh, and I called it. I knew we would win, and I knew in how many games. But a lot of people hang the askers. Uh, if Ja had been good, y'all wouldn't even made it. Mm, maybe, but he would. we don't know. So I thought it was significant in today's game. And it has nothing to do. It doesn't have any reflection of last year's postseason. And it doesn't have any reflection of how this season will turn out. But because so many people are so critical of that, like anything, um, you know, they hate you, then they love you, then they love you, then they hate you. And um, people got their feel of us. We came from nowhere. We were uh, oftentimes among the lowest level. And then we just had a run of great basketball progressing into a championship team and then somewhat of a dynasty. And uh, it kind of came from nowhere. And then we had a down period. And so everybody was over. They had their run and that's that. And then we come back and we and we do what we did last season. And uh, it amazes me how people are so reluctant to give props to good work. You know, good work is good work. I don't have to be on your side, on your team, or gain anything from it. If I recognize anyone or any agency or group is doing good work, I got to give it up that they're doing good work. Even if I don't like the fact that they're doing good work, I have to be honest about the fact that they're doing good work. And so I think this win was significant uh, for the fact that Ja was active and healthy and playing well. And Steph was not active. He was not playing. Um, A-Wig was not playing. And I'm sure some other people were not playing. And we get the win with uh, some of the others, with uh, Draymond uh, and Jordan Poole, uh, say what you say. And yeah, obviously, when you have a publicized incident, it, it can put it, it can dampen, it can dampen things as far as chemistry goes, as far as camaraderie goes. I don't know what they have going on in their locker room. For all I know, these guys might hang together every day. I don't know, you know, but I do know the fact that the public saw it had to make it harder to move past. It had to. It had to. I just think about myself, right? Um, if someone was to run down on me and uh, try to do something to me or something of that nature, uh, I would defend myself to the best of my ability and uh, win or lose, if you could call it that. Win or lose, it is what it is. I, I can accept that. I can eat that, right? Provided that just you and I know what happened, just you and I were there. You can go say one thing if you want, or you can say the truth, or you can whatever, but if just you and I were there. But if the same thing happens and there's a watching audience, or God forbid that a video surfaces or circulates, now that thing's different. 
that's things different. Like, you know, it's a major violation. You put your hands on me. But you put your hands on me in front of people, and it's, oh. I'm saying, oh, I would kill you if you wasn't already dead to me. Like, so that probably did put a damper on things, but those guys both uh, took the lead for their team. Um, I felt like the refs wanted to make it hard for us. And maybe I'm reading too much into it. But, man, we got a lot of texts tonight. Or our team, the team that I support, got a lot of texts over petty things. But I won't go that far into that. It's not my place to criticize. I, I, I can't say that I know better than the refs. That's a bad call, thinking that I got more stripes than the ref, you know? So... Uh, but it was interesting to tech. I mean, Steve Kerr got a tech. Uh, Draymond got a tech from the bench, not even while he was in the game. Jordan Poole this is a very humble, respectful young fella. Got ejected from the game. It was a bunch. It was a bunch, man. And, and you know, Kaminga got a tech called on him just for showing the slightest bit of frustration after a hard hustle play. And making a play or seemingly making a play to have a whistle blown. He didn't complain to the ref. He didn't hoop and holler. He didn't do anything. He kind of did like a, you know, like, you know how you sometimes in a frustrated moment, you're working hard and you kind of just do a gesture of your frustration. Nothing aggressive or egregious at all. And a tech for that. And it's like they was trying everything they could. And maybe I'm reading it wrong. But I know sometimes these narratives exist. uh, And there are times where where I feel as though uh, pro sports is going sports entertainment route. Like, they're kind of writing these storylines the way they want to see them turn out. And I don't think it's to the point. I don't believe they're scripting it. But I believe they are planning it in a sense. So they're looking at the pieces on the board and trying to manipulate scenarios. And then they their their plan kind of pivots as things play out, as things don't work out the way that it, it it's weird to me. It's weird to me. But even in, in my favorite team winning last year, I felt uh I felt that I knew that was gonna happen. At a certain point when I was watching what was taking place, I was like, oh. Oh, they're going to let us have it. They're going to let us have it. And I'm not saying that it's a fix. It's hard to explain what I'm talking about. You have to see it for yourself and just recognize it. It's not a direct fix, but it's sort of a manipulation, kind of kind of shifting things as best you can toward the outcome that you might want to see. So, um Obviously, by me making that statement, I'll never get a chance to work in the league. But the likelihood that I was going to get to do that was very slim anyway. But uh, but it was a, it was a cool game to watch. It, it was a hard fought game. We kept kind of pulling out and then they kind of reel us back in. We pull out, they reel us back in. Um, but it was a well-managed game on the part. Of, shout out Steve. Steve Kerr is legendary. I mean. It's no surprise that he's been effective as he has as a coach. He was a very intelligent ball player. Um, Initially, when I came to be aware of him, I didn't grant, I didn't pay a lot of attention to him, obviously, because he's on the team with MJ. 
Like, who other than uh, other than Scotty's run, in a sense, and even in his case, it, it was a back seat. But who are you really taking notice to on the squad with MJ? It's like MJ and them. You know what I'm saying? Jordan and them. So, but um, great basketball, man. It, it was it was good basketball, and, and I enjoyed it. But Steve Steve Kerr really coached that game. He recognized what the moment was. Um, he I, I think he took the time to get much needed work for some guys that if we do make a run later in the season, there's guys that need this kind of experience right now. And Poole, like, Poole goes, as far as what we have to, to pull from, and, and he kind of emerged as that uh, a couple seasons back uh, when Steph was injured. Um, but Jordan Poole, if they can hold on to him, uh, he's the future of the squad. Like, Curry's still, Curry, he's still the man. Um, Draymond is 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 the the kind of the battery in the back of the team. He he's the heartbeat of the team. Clay gonna always be Clay. He's finding his way back. You know, it's it's a difficult thing recovering from injury and being off for as long as he was. He's aging. You know what I mean? Like he's not. Oh, he's a very young man, but as an athlete, he's aging. And the the inactivity while aging. It's helpful in one regard that you get recharged. But on the other hand, it takes finding your footing a little bit. And, and we're seeing him progressively. He when he returned initially from his injury, he 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 looked that he would get whipped into shape kind of fast. Um, as it stands, he's still not the clay of old, but what he still brings is that heart. Man, the man got heart. This kid don't know. He don't back down from a challenge ever. And he seems to have a short memory. Like, he don't abandon. He knows what he's good at. So when it don't seem to be clicking, he don't abandon it. He, he, he sticks to the process. So I enjoyed that as a sports fan. Um, I thought I was going to get T to talk, to talk to you guys and talk to me about it a little bit. It didn't work out that way. I'm not going to make a big fuss over it. T is my guy. He's always got my back either way. You know what I'm saying? He laced me with some nice gifts, too, for the holiday. So shout out to him for that, too. And, and shout out to Free Will. And uh, as well as uh, the whole family, Keisha, Young U. Uh, shout out to Keyshawn and, um, and, and Talik. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it's been a good time, though. I've been chilling. So I guess we're going to start working on our finale uh, today. It's already morning time. It's, it's kind of like nighttime still, but I'm on the East Coast. Or I'm not on the East Coast, but I'm on the Eastern time zone. And so it's after midnight where I am, and thus it's a new day already. But uh, later on in this in the daylight hours of this day, we're going to start putting together this finale, and I, I promise you I'm going to get T on here to chop it up. Uh, this was kind of my way of just getting caught up with whoever's listening, let you know I'm still here. Um, I, 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 I'm committed to this. I, I know I'm all over the place, and sometimes I just piece together these episodes. It just kind of seems like just some hogwash at times, 
Um, when I've been away from it for too long, I feel compelled that I have to just get on and say what's on my mind just in that moment, just to give something to the audience that's trying to be supportive. Because there's a sea of content out there and human attention span is very short. And so if you don't keep something coming, and that isn't to say just over oversaturate with a bunch of nonsense, uh, you really want quality more than quantity. But um, for somebody like me, I don't have a big following. I'm not, I am popular, but I'm not famous by any right. And so I, I got to keep having something for the people that want to support me. That's that's trying to support my cause. And uh, we, we definitely are, are looking forward to some of the changes that's going to be happening um, with the next season. A lot of things I've talked about uh, through season one and two that I still haven't put into action. It's about time for me to make that happen. Like some of it is just me. There's some other logistics with some things. There's some challenges and some different things we need to work through. But a lot of it is just me. A lot of it is me uh, dividing my focus uh, between too many different things and um, sort of living by coastal and, um, and then other things are sort of out of my control. But listen, it's been a beautiful uh, Christmas season. I've dealt with a lot of ups and downs personally, but I've been cool, man. I, I, I feel so blessed just to be here. I know I say that all the time. And that's not to suggest that I don't deserve to be here. Uh, but I just feel so blessed to still be alive and thriving and um, to be positioned in life where I, I, I don't lack for anything, even, even in my down moments. Um. I don't lack for anything, even in my down moments. So uh, hurting or not, I I, I get to enjoy a a pretty comfortable existence. Um, I I get the benefit of uh, the life of royalty in a sense. Um, And so uh, when I am hurting, as you know, I've been I've been going through it, but it ain't really been about nothing. It's just been God's will and my decisions that's that's put me. In, in these different situations, and uh, hey, I'm royalty, man. I'm saying um, the thing that kings and knights have in common, and I posted this uh, maybe a week or two ago on my uh, on my gram. The thing that kings and knights have in common, the letters K I N G and S. If you look at the word knight or knights in plural form, and the word kings. In plural form, every letter of the word kings is inside of the word knight as well. So the two things that uh, kings and knights have in common, one are those letters, K-I-N-G and S. And the other thing is that no one feels sorry for you. No one feels sorry for a king and no one feels sorry for a warrior. Essentially, a knight is a warrior. Nobody feels sorry for a warrior and nobody feels sorry for a king. People really don't feel sorry for warriors until we perish. But the other unwritten, unspoken thing that they have in common is that they are both royalty. One is a royal goon and one is is a royal administrator, if you would. But they are royalty. And so, listen, uh, I I don't need any sympathy. Don't feel sorry for me at all because even when I'm going through it, I'm good. Uh, I don't need sympathy, just space. 
So, you know, that's that's my thing. That's my that's my motto. Uh, I don't feel bad. I feel royal. You know I mean, it, when 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 I have a hard time holding my head up, it's because my crown is too big. You dig? So. That's all I got for right now. I promise you we're going to get this finale done. Me and T going to talk and clown around. I'm also looking at some other collaborations. I might be participating in yet a different podcast. Uh, Sort of a spinoff of this one, but a little more uncut, a little more raw. Uh, One of my young homeboys is not that young, but he's a young man, uh, significantly younger than me. Um, we always have interesting dialogue that's that's entertaining to some, and uh, he, he's kind of like he, he his personality is kind of similar to a certain aspect of my personality. Let's just say that we both we both uh, we both have the capability to be assholes, but in a in a respectful fashion, like. Not intentionally being assholes uh, or or trying to be trivial and make things difficult for people. Just in a sense that we're comfortable to say what we're thinking and we don't worry much about the backlash of it. So we've been talking about trying to get together on the show. And so we might put together a spinoff where we uh, converse either over the phone or in person, depending on which area I'm in at the time. Excuse me. So look forward to that as well. But definitely the season finale uh, of season two and the kickoff of season three should be all coming to you in the next week's time. Um, if I can get a moment to just sit down, I'll piece these segments together, publish this episode so that the people can get it. And hopefully you guys tell somebody. I know I'm not really talking about much, but tell somebody anyway. Get your boy some shine one time. You know what I mean? It's I'm, I'm you know, it's up to the congregation to grow the church, not not the pastor. That's a popular misconception. I heard a minister. I was at a pastor appreciation uh, service uh, a couple years, maybe a year or so ago. And I heard a visiting minister uh, suggest that to a congregation. That it's up to the congregation to grow the congregation. It's not up to the pastor to grow the congregation. It's up to the pastor to deliver the message. So let me preach up here, man, and y'all go grow the congregation for me, man. Bring some people into our church, you dig? My name is Tau, uh, also known as Big U, the old player, you know what I'm saying? It's been a pleasure. It's been a great holiday season, and it's it's shaping up to be a beautiful next year. I got a lot of things I got to sort out personally and professionally and make sense of where I'm going with my life because I'm getting old, man, and uh, I don't recover like I used to. Uh, I can't I can't move or react as swift as I used to. And so I have to adjust to how I can be the best me in the form that I'm in today. Holler back if you hear me. My name is Tao, the old player, and I'm out. <laughs>